Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes, open our ears, open our spirits to receive what you have for us tonight. Be your servant. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless Ben as he comes to give the word that you have for us tonight. Thank you, Lord. Quicken him and empower him with the Holy Spirit. We ask that we would leave your chains from not the same. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Did you just let the uh, worship team know how much you appreciate that? Just to let you know, too, we have a, before we leave, we have a, a, an offering basket in the back if you would just um, give into the basket to, uh, to bless the team. Thank you. That's not going to take you very far. That's fine. Good evening. Good evening. God the Holy Spirit is here now, available to guide you into life-changing truth and able to give you an ability you did not have before. God loves you. No, really, God loves you. (laughs) That's right. I I came up in a kind of a loud church, so if you're loud, I won't get distracted. God loves you. God loves you so much that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Those words come to us through Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm thankful for Jesus. Those words to us come from Jesus through John. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And what I'd like to do in the next few moments is just lift from John's account, a few of the words of Jesus about the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? So John, if you read, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll notice that John's a little different. It's a little different than the others. It starts out different than the others. You don't usually hear grandpa reading that at Christmas. It starts out kind of sci-fi-like. So it's a little different. And yet, if we read the accounts, we often see that Jesus' friends, Peter, James, and John, are, are often the three that are closest. And even though we, some scholars believe that Mark is really Peter's perspective and not Mark's perspective, John's the only one that we see this direct account from, and his perspective is a little bit different. And in the Gospel of John, what we get is a little bit more of a big picture view, a little bit more of a perspective on who Jesus is, but also the Trinity. We get more of a perspective on the Trinity, and I believe that it's not a stretch to say that we get more of a perspective on the private conversations that Jesus had with his closest three. So I think it's important and relevant for us to listen when John quotes Jesus. 
I'm going to just start in chapter 14, and we're just going to lift some verses. Jesus is beginning to prepare them. As He's revealed Himself to be Messiah, He's preparing them for what that ultimately means, and that's going to be His murder, right? His death, His burial, His resurrection, His sacrifice for them. And He's saying straight off the top, John 14, 1, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in Me. Verse 6, I am the way. Verses 12 through 22, love me. Follow me and my words. Take action. Ask in my name. Chapter 14, verse 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another, an advocate. And he uses this paraclete word. He will give you a comforter. He will give you an encourager. He will give you a counselor. He will give you a helper. Let us be careful that if somebody is saying that they are quoting God the Holy Spirit, that their words match up with this filter. He will give you an advocate. He will give you a comforter. He will give you an encourager. He will give you a counselor. He will give you a helper. Who will never leave you. The Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. We get this word picture of a guide. Others didn't receive Him because they didn't recognize Him because they weren't looking for Him. He who has an ear, let Him hear. We can ourselves, as time goes by, fall into a rhythm of life, a distraction, where we are no longer Receiving Him, recognizing Him because we are no longer looking for Him. But He is yet our, our guide into truth. That's right. You ever come up to a stoplight behind someone and you can see they're looking at their phone and they miss it when the light turns green? We can be distracted by silly things when the Holy Spirit is saying, Go. Our guide into truth. But you, Jesus says again, John chapter 14, you will know Him because you have experienced Him because He lives with you, among you, around you. They didn't live in some place that is cleaner than yours. John 14 verse 26 Jesus says the Father sends the Holy Spirit an advocate, a representative of me, who will teach you and remind you of everything that I have taught. What's the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit reminds us of what Jesus taught. Jesus said, I will give you the gift of peace of mind and heart. In chapter 15, so remain in me and love each other. 15.12. Chapter 15, verse 26. The Father will send the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth, who testifies about Me. Jesus is saying that God the Father would send God the Holy Spirit to guide us into truth. I had a traveling job for several years and each week in a new city I'd have about half a day to kick around the city and explore. And sometimes it would be 
with just myself and a couple of co-workers and other times we would have a guide, someone from there. And that was generally different than the experience of when we were stumbling around on our own. Some of us were at the memorial service of Detector Suter this week and we heard his co-workers, a homicide detectives, talking about how they, and Detective Suter, who was a believer in Jesus from Psalm 23, viewed themselves as a part of the ministry of God in walking people through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, earlier this year, I was on the scene of a homicide just less than 60 seconds after it happened. And after some time went by, I discovered that the man laying on the ground had three sons who were there who were all under the age of 10. And after some time went by and there was a lot going on, a teenager showed up who was also a son. And one of the little boys looked to him and said, you got to help me. This is my first time. What he was asking for was a guide through the valley of the shadow of death. It's the story of Baltimore. It's the story of our city. And yet our God has not left. Our God has not left. Our God loves us. Is our guide. We have not been left alone. What Jesus said, the Father would send a guide, a comforter, our encourager, our counselor, our helper. Who would do what? John 15, 26, testify about Jesus. Jesus says, John 16, verse 1, I tell you these things so that you won't abandon the faith. 16, verse 5, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, convicts of sin of not believing in Jesus. The instruction of Jesus is very specific. He actually doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit convicting us of other sins. He talks about the Holy Spirit convicting us of the sin of not believing in Him. Because Jesus knew that that is where the power for life, the hope for a new day, the hope for freedom, the hope for something better is. Not in a conviction of what you have done wrong, but a conviction that you have not believed in the right source. This is good. Chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, he says, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, bringing you into the conversation that's happening within the Trinity. He will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future, bringing Jesus glory, it says. In Galatians 5.16, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. The Holy Spirit is a guide in the moment, yes. But He is a guide primarily in the motion of your life. Chapter 16, verse 26. He says, The Father loves you dearly because you love Me. One of my favorites, chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus prays for all who will ever believe. That includes you. 
He prays for all who ever believe, future believers that would believe because of the disciples' account. Chapter 22 and verse, 20 and verse 22, he says, Peace be with you. I am sending you. This is after his death, burial, and resurrection. And then Jesus breathes on them and he says, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Have we turned God, the Holy Spirit, into a partisan issue? Have we allowed an evil spirit of division about external behaviors to distract us from the power that God has available for us to live a victorious life. The Holy Spirit is not a for the have or have-nots. The Holy Spirit is not a partisan issue. Jesus Himself said in His resurrected body in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, in a few days you will be baptized in the Spirit. And I love the word choice of Jesus. Because he takes a word that other writings, uh, secular writings, literature, poems, and other things, this word baptism, that was actually a word used to drown somebody to their death or to take a ship and sink it. Like the old, old sailor's tales about a sea monster that would come up and grab a ship and take it down to David Jones' locker. (laughs) Jesus takes a word about death and he turns it into a word about life. You will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I believe what he is talking about is you will be immersed. Just like the waters of baptism, you will be immersed in the Holy Spirit. You will have an experience that where you will be wrecked. You will no longer be the same. That's right. (laughs) I didn't say it. Jesus said it. He told them to wait. He gave them instructions. He told them where to go. They could choose as God always does. He gave them a choice. We often have kids at our house from our, our children's friends. And a lot of times at our dinner table, they see food that's different than what they're used to. And they're kind of looking at our kids and like, do they really like that? And I'm not really sure about that. And I was sitting next to one little guy last night and he was kind of looking at the food. It was just a burrito. And he's kind of looking at it like, I don't know. I mean, are you, are you okay, brother? Are you all right, man? Like, yeah. You want to try this? Okay. <laughs> in my house, if you're not my child, there's a lot of freedom in what you will choose to eat. God the Father speaks through God the Son in a loving, gentle, and respectful way of our free choice. He gives his followers a choice. Will you go to this place and will you wait for the Holy Spirit to receive power? God the Holy Spirit is here now available to guide you into life-changing truth and able to give you an ability you did not have before. Acts chapter 1 verse 5, in a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says you will receive power 
Somebody, come on now, dunamis, you will receive power and ability that you did not have in yourself when the Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. They choose to receive it. It happens. Peter has to make an explanation. People are accusing them of being drunk. Peter stands and he quotes Joel chapter 2 in the prophecy. When God said through the prophet Joel, I will pour out my spirit. What's the context? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me make a couple of comments. God is not the author of confusion, fear, or a carnal celebrity culture. The context of the gift of the Spirit is not to lift up flesh. It's not to be a distraction. We're given 1 Corinthians 13, sandwiched between 10, 11, 12, and 14, because love... Agape love that is faithful, patient, kind is the motive from which the gifts of the Spirit operate, the filter through which we analyze if they're being handled in a mature and appropriate way. It's not for weddings. It's for an operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Paul writes, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, God has not given us a... Spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind translated self-control. We lack self-control. We can allow the Holy Spirit to become a partisan issue. Romans chapter 8 and verse 5 says this, to set the mind, set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. To set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. You can have a changed life where you become a carrier of the presence of the living God. Because in whatever dark place the Father has asked you to walk into, the presence of God is the game changer. It's not you. It's not your words. It's the presence of the living God. A power that you did not have before. You understand me? A power you did not have before. Holy Spirit power and ability. You, you, I have on a number of occasions been in neighborhoods where somebody turns to me and says, "Um, you shouldn't come back here by yourself. Okay, I see who's from Baltimore, by the way, the heads are going up and down. (laughs) If I look at myself with eyes of flesh, I will not go where the Spirit of the Lord wants me to go. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, was not so that they would return to their homes. 
Keep going. They carried the presence of the living God wherever they went. And they went to tell people who had not yet heard about Jesus Christ. That's the context. It's the goal. It's the message. It's the motivation. God, the Holy Spirit, is here now. Available to guide you into life changing truth and able to give you ability that you did not have before. In this room, I have many friends whom I never get enough time with. I'm never, I'm never tired of being with Dave and Merrill. Never. 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 We just occasionally have to go to other places to find more food. I never, I'm never, which is always an adventure I love. I'm never tired of being with John and Maria. I'm never tired of being with, with Jay. I'm never tired. God the Father has not grown tired of being with you. Yeah, come on. Have we too quickly grown tired of being with Him? Tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Will you, like Jesus' friends, His followers, make yourself available and say, God, not according to my partisan experiences, Not according to my understanding. God, will you immerse me in your power? In your Holy Spirit. Will you simply come tonight and say, God, will you speak to me? God, the Holy Spirit, will you guide me into truth? God, the Holy Spirit, will you immerse me, baptize me in your Holy Spirit? That I would be molded by the hands of the potter who created me? If it is God we come to, it is a safe place. But if we put Him in a box, it is no longer God we come to. Will we open ourselves? Tonight, I heard a couple of songs that I haven't heard since the charismatic renewal of the 90s. When I I had some experiences where, where people didn't let me drive my own car. We can explain that later. (laughs) But it included times like this when I just said, God, whatever. God, whatever. Whatever you want. Wherever you are. Whatever it is that you have to say. I wonder, would we open ourselves tonight to God the Holy Spirit, our advocate, our comforter, our encourager, our counselor, our helper. Now listen, I'm a pastor, so that means I'm obligated to say, tonight does not replace your worship tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also, and I'm looking, I see, I see you, I recognize my folks. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm also obligated to say that there is a safety in this because it's within the context of His revealed Word 
Are you with me? It's within the context of his revealed word, within the context of a personal relationship with his revealed son, within the context of the good news and the gospel, and that God would come as our comforter, our encourager, our counselor, and our helper. But I do believe it is required of us to come to him and say, Lord, I want you for who you are and all that you've got. You are needed to carry the presence of God, the game changer, wherever you go. So we want to give an opportunity for you to respond, for you to receive prayer, for you to find a space to pray, for you to say, Lord, maybe it's I have known you in the past, but tonight I am dry. Maybe it is, I have seen you in the past, but now the mountains are in the way. Maybe it is, God, I have never experienced your presence. Maybe it is, I need to come to you through Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, to confess my sin and my faith that He is my Savior. Maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting you of your sin of not believing in Jesus as your Savior. In whatever it is, tonight, you know how you should respond. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we have a freedom to move around the room a little bit? You can stand, you can kneel, you can walk. But let's do this for sure. If you're here and you're one of the identified prayer team that Pastor Jay mentioned before, one of my life group leaders, dream team leaders, one of the prayer team uh, from um, school that came. Would you just raise your hand? Just kind of identify yourself. You're one of the one of the prayer. Okay, all right. So you look around the room. Okay, thank you. You can put your hand down. Now, if you want prayer, you saw those that raised your hand. Let's do this. My last thought. Let's not come to God with a little paper cup. In my house, we have these little paper cups that the kids use to rinse their mouth and brush their teeth. One of my children likes to crumple them up and throw them on top of the medicine cabinet. <laughs> Let's not come to God with a little paper cup. He said, I will baptize you. Let's come to Him for an immersion. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, So if you would like to stand, you can stand. If you want to kneel, you want to kneel. If you want to step out of the aisles, if you want prayer, uh, again, raise your hand if you're part of the prayer team. Look around or reach. Reach out and have somebody pray for you, okay? We have uh, some of us stand. And brother, if you will lead us into worship, we're just going to open up a free-flowing prayer time and let God the Holy Spirit be God in this place. Amen? Amen.